Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Catholic Talk Show. Today we're going to be doing the Random Bible Verse Challenge. That's right. We're going to be taking our Bibles and we're going to be randomly closing our eyes, pointing to a scripture and seeing what it says. We're playing Bible Roulette today. It's going to be a lot of fun and we're yes. going to see where the Holy Spirit takes us. And here we go. We're opening it up. Let's start right here. All right, guys, I think this is going to be a fun episode, yep. depending on what you're pointing at. That's right. I mean, <laughs> it, can, it can go really wrong, go really great. Uh, you know, this is something that I've seen people do before when they're just looking for maybe an answer. They're praying. They're not getting yeah. what they're, yeah. you know. Uh, I know I've done it a yeah, number of it's times. It's just like, hey, sure. God, talk to me. You know, use scripture to talk to me directly and and speak to what's on my heart right now. So that's we're going to do that and, and just, you know, see what happens, see where it yeah. goes, just playing Bible roulette. Yeah, no, it's it's so much fun. And something that we've done in the seminary, and big shout out to Monsignor Basso. You remember Basso yeah. from the seminary. And, you know, one thing that he, he did was he would like, here's a scripture, preach on it right now, you know? And it was a, it's a good practice. It's like mm -hmm. you've got to be prepared and disposed. This is the scripture. What's your reflection? What's your personal reflection on this? So it could be overly eisegetical, like in the sense of we're, we're kind of not doing exegesis related yeah. to the scripture, which is important to be an exegete. You, you turn to the fathers of the church. You turn to commentators. You turn to all this. But also, scripture also has something to say to you, too, personally, and added to that uh, interior reflection, I think it could really develop a, a cool way of, of having scripture in your life. All right. Well, who wants to go first? My vote is Delacrosse. Delacrosse, yeah. Go. God speaks Dela to you. Delacrosse. I'm blind just looking through these glasses. Thank you, Father Tetlow, for your one of 17 pairs of glasses <laughs> that you leave around the rectory. Okay, <laughs> just close your eyes and randomly point. All right. And he pointed to a menu for a That's fish a restaurant. Coconut. <laughs> <laughs> That's coconut. coconut. Is that real? <laughs> so that is it. Oh, I remember this. I remember exactly where I, I was. Oh, for this. my gosh. God had yeah. Delacrosse point to a coconut. That's so perfect. All right, here we go. I was preparing a talk. Is there a coconut there? No. That, no, right, that's good. good. Ooh, I'm at the beginning of chapter five in uh, Mark, so that should be good. All right. They came to the other side of the sea, to the territory of the Gerasenes. <laughs> when he got out of the boat, at once a man from the tomb who had an unclean spirit, unclean spirit met him. The man had been dwelling among the tombs, and oh. no one could restrain him any longer, even with a chain. Should I keep reading? Yeah, go ahead. Because it's getting good. Yeah, mm -hmm. those are getting good. In fact... He had frequently been bound with shackles and chains, but the chains had been pulled apart by him and the shackles smashed. And no one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs on the hillsides, he was always crying out, bruising himself with stones. Catching sight of Jesus from a distance, he ran up and prostrated himself before him, crying out in a loud voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I adjure you by all. By God, do not torment me. He had been saying unto him, Unclean spirit, come out of the man. He asked him, What is your name? He replied, Legion is my name. There are many of us. And he pleaded earnestly with him not to drive them away from that territory. Wow. That's, that's a pungent uh, scene in the gospel, isn't it? 
Yeah, the possessed man among the tombs. Mm-hmm. That's always like, wow. The, mm-hmm. Running around the tombs, hurting himself with rocks, sees Jesus possessed by legion. Mm. Yeah, he's been frequently bound too. So could break his like, chains. Yeah, he's breaking the chains, and yeah, it's uh, crazy too because I've referred to this like, you know, the devil. Uh, we are legion. Like God gives us a unique personal dignity, a name, right? Mm-hmm. Like we, you know, we have families. We're individuals, and mm. with uh, demons, it's many. Mm. You know, and I'm thinking about how people can call themselves many different things these days. What else is it making you think of? Uh, well, he pro- he fell prostrate. Mm-hmm. So even the the demons are subject to his are subject to his authority. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, even though they're tormenting somebody. Um, yeah, I I look at this as like I see darkness. You know, and I'm I'm like looking at the attributes of darkness, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. uh, they're falling prostrate. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how this ends. I forget, but yeah. uh, I think he. But the calm demeanor of Jesus in the presence yeah. of Legion is just you know, and the confidence and the authority that he has. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, like wow. pretty impressive. Well, wow. Let's see how it ends. <laughs> Oh, this is where they drive the the herd of swines. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Into the herd of swine. Yeah. And, and then everybody the got mad. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. it. All right. Do you want to go? Yeah. I, right. I want to. Uh, I'm going to take out. Uh, this got? is a big shout out to Fred. God rest his soul. And the Riodica family. Uh, my buddy Ralston. My birthday buddy. Share the same birthday. You got but a lot this of stuff is dedicated. Yeah. This is dedicated to Fred. But I'm going to take out a few of these things. Prayer cards. Let me just take out a bunch of these things. Here we go. Uh, uh, close your there eyes. There we go. Close All right, your here eyes. we go. All right, what, so what chapter did you get? This is Second Chronicles 26, okay. Uzziah's reign over Judah. And all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king instead of his father, Amaziah. He built Eloth and restored it to Judah after the king slept with his fathers. Uzziah was 16 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. (laughs) (laughs) What's What's your problem, Rick? Why do you think we're making you laugh? What you laughing about? I mean, everybody's got a lot of fathers. (laughs) He died, okay? (laughs) He He died, he died. His mother's name was... Jechaliah of Jerusalem, and he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah had done. He set himself to seek God in the days of Zechariah, who instructed him in the fear of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. He went out and made war against the Philistines and broke down the wall of Gath and the wall of Jabna and the wall of Ashtad. And he built cities in the territory of Shtad and elsewhere among the Philistines. God helped him against the Philistines and against the Arabs and that dwelt in Gerbal and against the Meunites. This Ammonites paid tribute to Uzziah and his fame spread even to the broader, the border of Egypt, for he became very strong. Moreover, Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate, at the valley gate, and at the angle, and fortified them. And he built towers in the wilderness and hewed out of many cisterns, for he had large herds both in the Shepla and in the plain. And he had farmers and vine dressers in the hills and the fertile lands, for he loved the soil. Moreover, Uzziah had an army of soldiers fit for war and divisions according to the numbers in the muster made by Jezreel. 
in the secretary of Messiah, the officer, under the direction of Hananiah, one of the king's commanders. The whole number of the heads of the father's houses of mighty men of valor was 2,600. Under their command was an army of 300 and 7,500 who could make war with mighty power to help the king against the enemy. And Uzziah prepared for all the army shields, spears, helmets, coats of mail, bows, and stones for slinging. In Jerusalem, he made engines invented by skin skillful men to be on the towers and the corners to shoot arrows and great stones and his fame spread far for he was marvelously helped till he was strong i love that yeah that's cool yeah and just just the reflection Battle. of like how important it is to seek the lord yeah you know how important it is to order our lives to the very kingdom of god how how important it is to honor him and how he does prosper us, you know, and it, it may come through prosperity in different forms. It's, you know, like, and, and when God is prospering our lands and we're seeing him bless and bestow that, that fertile nature of being fruitful and multiplying. And this really speaks to me in respect to what's happening here at the parish. Like, it's just, it's an awesome thing to experience how God is uh, infilling a community and, and growing it. So Uzziah's reign, 52 years, is considered the most prosperous since Solomon. Yep. But Uzziah, in the end, the story didn't turn out great. Mm-hmm. Uzziah tried to usurp, usurp the, the role of the priest, and he, as the king, tried to burn the incense in the temple and was immediately struck with leprosy mm. for trying to take over the role of the priest. Mm. And for the he last- should have known that. Right? And for the last 11 years of his life, he was not allowed to enter into any of the holy places or, or even the palace because he was a leper. Mm. So his son Jotham was the, um, was the regent. So he had to watch somebody else rule his kingdom and was no longer to go into any mm. of the places of dignity or pride because his pride led to that downfall by trying to steal the role of the priest. Mm. Mm. That's important. Yeah, important to know. What was the intention there? Because he was, look, man, I've been the king for fifty-two years. I can do anything. Get in here and do whatever I want. Absolute yeah. power corrupts absolutely. absolutely. Ryan Shield. All right, I'm gonna go. Here, you open it for me, so I don't. <clears throat> I don't want to get stuck. Like if I open to the back, I know I'm going to the New Testament. I've or got Old to Testament. take out all of these lunch specials because this is when I was preparing. <laughs> I remember using this Bible. Are you hungry when you? I think this is my brother's Bible. Oh, got to get it back to him. It is Thomas Morgan. Look yeah. at that. All right, here we go. Boom. It's footnotes. <laughs> footnotes. Okay. All right. Begin read reading footnote number one. I am in Mark six. He took Ooh. the child by the hand and said to her, "Talitha come," which means, "Little girl, I say to you, arise." Mm. The girl, a child of twelve, arose immediately and walked out. And they were utterly astounded. He gave strict orders that no one should know this and said that he should, that she should be given something to eat. So this comes from when the, the little girl was, uh, where he raised the little girl from the dead. Yep. Um, I always love that, that, you know, even in, um, everyone was probably around him was amazed, right? And I see you do this in your priesthood, right? Where, you know, you, you're hanging out with us, you're a dude, you're a grown man or whatever, but then a kid comes around you and immediately like, hello, little child, right? You know, like your whole demeanor, your bedside manner changes, you know, like if you're a doctor. And you see Jesus doing that too, because like Jesus was like able to debate with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and he was able to talk to Peter and Paul and fish and do all this stuff. But then he does this miracle and he says, little girl, come on, 
you know? And it just shows that he could, like, I think it shows the humanity of his ministry just in thinking about just that little way that he said it. Because other times you'd be like, he could throw lightning bolts, you know, and raise people from the mm-hmm. dead. But he did it in such a gentle way mm-hmm. that even just with this little kid, he he understood in his ministry how to even bring her from the dead gently as a child. I, you, know what, you know what stuck out mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. is that at the end of that, he's like, you know. Get her something to eat. And hey. you guys had menus in there from the... Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And you said, are you hungry all the time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and we've we've had a roast going all day, and it smells good, and I'm getting hungry. <laughs> I remember. I, like, Isn't that funny, though? Yeah. Like, he's yeah. like, get her something That's to eat. That's so true. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, feast on the word. And you know who's up next? You're up next. So make sure you pull out your Bible and open up to a random page, put your finger down, read, and we want your reflection in the comment section below because we're going to enrich each other and make this truly a nice and fun way to open up the Bible and share because God's word does enliven our community and it does bring us together. So we hope you enjoy this process as we continue to share this Bible roulette, (laughs) Bible verse challenge. Bible verse challenge. That's something Hallow can put there out. Well, I think that's something that we could could easily... Bible verse challenge. Yeah, just, hey, give me a random verse, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All it's right. good. Tell me when to... Hold on a second. Just do whatever you got to do. It's the best! <laughs> it's the best! <laughs> Get your glasses on, blindy. Oh, thank you. I am again at the start of a chapter. I'm at the start of a chapter. Chapter 10 in John. Good, I love John. Amen, I may. Amen, amen. I say to you, whoever does not enter a sheepfold through the gate but uh, climbs over elsewhere is a thief and a robber. Mm-hmm. Yes. But whoever enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens it for him, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has driven out all his own, he walks ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they recognize his voice. But they will not follow a stranger. They will run away from him because they do not recognize the voice of strangers. Although Jesus used this figure of speech, they did not realize what he was trying to tell them. (laughs) How did they not realize? (laughs) So again, Jesus said, Amen, amen, I say to you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I'm at the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. That's pretty That's pretty good scripture. Pat. This is one of my favorite ones. Uh, I think Pope Francis used like the smelling like your sh- sheep, mm-hmm. you know, in, in a, one of his first uh, – Talks or whatever audiences and directing that at priests. I think there were. I think there were among his first few months of priest of, of of his leadership, mm-hmm. and um, and really looking to the successor of Saint Peter, describing that for me as a as a young you know we we were called. I was called to priesthood at the same time that he was called the same yeah. exact day actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the solidarity I experienced in in those initial months. And really learning from him. And when I was in Rome, uh, he blessed my confessional stool. And the importance of smelling like your sheep, being in the sacrament of reconciliation. And then also what he was describing was like 
put on some jeans and a shirt, guys, and go out to the you know pub and have a beer yeah. and have a conversation with somebody. Like, well, he's got to love Howard because Howard smells like a sheep. Yeah, he does. <laughs> it's more like a wet dog. Yeah. Wet dog. He smells like a sheep he's dog. A sheep dog. He's old sheep dog. He is man. Old sheep, sheep dog. dog. I like that. Uh, but I like that the, that verse. You randomly said it, and the sheep know my name. And when I called them, you know. So I mean, yeah. Jesus directly talked to you. I mean, you know, it's him talking to you when you read that. And it's so funny because like. Even this is the funny thing about a sheep, right? Like anybody knows that sheep are just—they're just not the brightest animals. <laughs> they, not. But they do listen to their shepherd. I think the, the one of the reasons why they listen to their shepherd is because they are intimately around this person. And uh, what's funny is it's like these guys are fishermen. <laughs> Although Jesus used this figure of speech. Right, they did not realize what he was trying to tell them, and it's like perfect. You're yeah, sheep, is. right? Yeah, You're is. sheep, and he's driving it again. So he says it again. I'm the gate, you guys. You're the sheep, you like, know, guys. Like, like the, the joke isn't good if you have to explain uh, it, yeah. guys. Come on, don't yeah. make me explain my and, parables. And what I what I love about this uh, <laughs> about this verse too is just you know that that freedom of the sheep that when you go through the gate it's like you can go in and out like pasture pa- just find yeah. pasture like yeah. the freedom that Christ provides us and in entering in through the gateway of his heart opened up for our salvation is like the freedom we have to express that in the world it's like yeah. find your pasture just chill out eat some grass man it's, it's not that hard man. yeah I love and it. The, the other thing too is this like the it's what int- you always tell me just chill out man just, just chill out yeah. it's cool just like the intimacy like you know i think that's what uh uh, Pope Francis was referring to is being intimate with sheep as a shepherd allows them to hear your voice, right? And they trust you, yeah. right? Like they trust you because they're all wiry and whatnot. <laughs> and so it's it's like, it's kind of like our life. Our life can be hectic yeah. and, and we have a shepherd and we recognize his voice and hopefully we try to listen. That's why we use apps like ha- yeah. Hollow. That's right. You know? Um, all right, you're up. I'm up. All right, here we go. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I like seeing red. Oh, Jesus, I like seeing red. Starts out with rewards. Oh. Starting at verse 40 in Matthew chapter 10. He who receives you receives me, and he who receives me receives him who sent me. He who receives a prophet because he is a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man because he is a righteous man Hmm. shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives to one of these little ones, even a cup of cold water because he is a disciple, truly I say to you, he shall not lose his reward. Here's a cup of cold water. Oh, that is really cold. (laughs) Great timing. You have I don't got, lose my reward. Yes, you got a, I'm wa- in. a that's water. That's reward. I like. That's very refreshing. I needed a sip of water. Bobby Boucher. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know the the sense of this brings me back to an experience I had in India, and I was staying with the Golden Girls, right? These these elderly Indian women in Andiri, just uh, in one of the suburbs of of Mumbai. And I was working with the daughters of St. Catherine. It was an awesome experience. And, and um, I got super sick, just like the pollution, my asthma. It was just like a bad, bad combination. And the room that I was staying in, in this like apartment complex where, where these, uh, my golden girls uh, lived, um, you know, 
the the window was wide open because it was super hot. Like mm-hmm. it's really hot. Uh, Mother Teresa, you know, described like India <laughs> when she moved there. She's like, India is as hot as hell. Oh, like wow. in her own words. And it is, I mean, it's extremely hot. And but the window's open so you get some air movement, but we were on like a main road, so it was like the constancy of traffic and mm. noise was twenty-four hours a day, seven days a you, week. You, do, never, you don't do good with that. No, and yeah. it was like billowing into into the um into my room and I got like severely sick. But I remember there was a, a great restaurant down the street that I loved, and the only thing that I wanted was this hot soup that I had. So I was walking there and I probably looked like hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I know I did. And I don't hide sickness very well. <laughs> so I, I'm walking and there are literally like thousands of people everywhere. Like the streets are loaded. And you know, the that story of Mother Teresa stepping over the poor man that was like mm-hmm. kind of on the ground. And I always thought like, how could that ever happen? And that kind of radically transformed her vocational life. You know, I like, I literally stepped over a person because there's just so many people. And next thing you know, like right underneath my feet is a guy who regurgitated whatever he ate out of the trash can. And I was stepping mm-hmm. over him. And it was like, I felt helpless in the face of all of that. So, you know, anyways, I'm, I'm on the way. I, I'm going to get soup. And this guy spots me from across the street, beelines it over to me. He says, brother, brother, I, I know you from church. I, I've seen you. And he's, and he's like, how are you doing? And et cetera. And I'm like, well, I'm not feeling too well. I'm just going to, I'm going to pick up a soup and go back to the apartment and, and, uh, try to rest. He's like, no, 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 no. I cannot allow that. You must come over my house. I must prepare food for you. I must make you well. So, I mean, and the way that he said it, it, it like moved me. So I followed him and went back to his place he boiled water, put like this eucalyptus in there, and he put a hot towel over my head, and I'm just like, you know. So he you knew you were stuff. sick. Yeah, and dude, he just started treating me with all these like natural remedies, and he made me this soup and this food, and he says, oh, brother, do you need Wi-Fi? Here's what, you know, I need, <laughs> and he, you know, he's just, he's just caring for me, and by the time I finished, I just felt so loved yeah. and offered a hospitality that was just so sacred and rooted in their culture and rooted in their religious practice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to realize yeah. that form of gift, you know, and the reward that he retains, you know, the way that I look at that man and the way that I uphold him in my prayer still to this day and how grateful I am, like, I think it gets to the heart of, of what Jesus is expressing in, in this 40, uh, 40th verse of, of Matthew 11. That's yeah. a big impact 10. on your life. Big yeah. time, man. It changed yeah. me. Like that, that form of hospitality is like rooted in Christ. That's cool. And then that's the thing that kept, you know, came up from that verse. Yeah. And I think yeah. that just shows how this practice of just letting scripture talk to you and letting, you know, using it as opportunity to reflect is uh, so cool. Now I'm going to try something different. I'm going to open a random app on my phone and see what it says. What app is it? Hollow. It's hollow. How did that happen? <laughs> I don't know. Incredible. It's random. <laughs> well, I mean, since I opened, I mean, we should probably talk about Hollow, yeah. which is our sponsor. <laughs> hollow is the number one Catholic prayer app in the world. One billion prayers. One billion prayers. That's a lot of prayers. That is. I mean, uh, as far as prayers goes, that's a lot. That's like Austin Power <laughs> stuff right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, this app is great. I use it literally every day. Um, it's got all kinds of great features, whether it's prayer, uh, reflections, Bible. Uh, it has chant. It has Lexio Divina. It has um, music. divine offices, music. Um, 
you know, you can set daily routines. You know, it has the daily mass readings. It has Father Mike's homily every day. It's got Bishop Barron reading the Psalms. I mean, daily saint. There's so much stuff on here. It's almost, you know. Prayer groups. Yeah, prayer groups. Cool. Yeah, that's yeah, really cool. Delacrosse got a prayer group on here. Mom with boys. Uh, he's got things for mental health, football sleep team in, uh, aids, Ave Maria. catechism in a year, Bible in a year. I mean, this thing has got every it's got everything that you need. Yeah, it's, it's you know, awesome. It's like a library yeah. of of the rich heritage of our faith. Wait a second, I'm going to randomly. I'm going to randomly see how much it is for our listeners. I'm going to click. It says it's free. It says Get it, out. It does. It says here. Hold on, let me see these glasses. Even though my eyes are good, let me see this. Father Tetlo, come to his here, aid. If you go to CatholicTalkShow.com <laughs> forward slash hollow, you can try the number one Catholic prayer app out for free. For free. So check I that like out. It. I, I like love it. it. Yeah, but I don't dislike it. I love it. <laughs> All right. So, Paolo, we recommend them. Let's get yeah. back now. It's my turn, right? Yes. I got an idea. All right. Use the Divine Mercy. Okay, Bible. I'll do that. I'll do I that. I love this. Okay, you open it up it for is me a again. Bible. Okay, here we go. Tell me when to yeah, stop. You just start like scrolling through. Yeah, you scroll, you stop, and I'll point. Yeah. Oh, he got some, some Psalms, man. Oh, I got the Psalm. 109.11. Crap. Oh, you don't like that? Psalm chapter like 109, verse 11. May his children wander about and beg. May they be driven out of the ruins they inhabit. May the creditor seize all that he has. May strangers plunder the fruits of his toil. Let there be none to extend kindness to him, nor any to pity his fatherless children. May his posterity be cut off. May his name be blotted out to the second generation. May the iniquity of his fathers be remembered before the Lord, and let not the sin of his mother be blotted out. Let them be before the Lord continually, and may his memory be cut off from the earth, <laughs> for he does not remember to show kindness, This is the mer oh. but pursued the poor and needy mm. and the brokenhearted to their death. He loved to curse. Let curses come on him. He did not like blessing. May it be far from him. Mm. He clothed himself with cur cursing as his coat. May it soak into his body like water, like oil into his bones. May it be like a garment which he wraps around him, like a belt which he daily girds himself. Cursing and vulgarities are not the same thing. <laughs> and you guys, and I have the empirical proof, have sworn more than me. Oh, not this round. No. May this be the reward of my accusers from the Lord, of those who speak evil against my life. But you, O oh God, my Lord, deal on my behalf for your namesake, because you, your mercy is good. Deliver me, for I am poor and needy, and my heart is stricken within me. I am gone like a shadow at evening. I am shaken off like a locust. My knees are weak through fasting. My body has become gaunt. I am an object of scorn to my accusers. When they see me, they wag their heads. Help me, O Lord, my God. Save me according to your merciful Amen. Amen. That's a perfect way to end. Yeah. I was waiting for mercy because we have the mercy yeah. Bible. So this is the... And you were getting... I was getting hammered. Yeah, you were getting hammered. So this is uh, Psalm 109, and it's the prayer for vindication and vengeance. Wow. So what he's saying here is all these people are out to get me, and they're saying these things. So those curses are coming after him, right? Kick his ass, he bass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I, I've always loved this one. I know this, actually. I am like a shadow at the evening. I am gone like a shadow at the evening. It's one of the most poetic lines in Scripture mm, for is, me. I love that. Mm. 
And it's just how fleeting, and it's just a shadow, and it's just at, at the evening, the shadow's gone. There's no light left, and yeah. there's no substance left to you. You're free, frail and weak. But even then, not, not. help me, O Lord my God, and, the save, and save me according to your merciful love. Amen. Look, I remember, this is what this makes me think of. I'd been away from confession for a while, and I went, and I, I went to confession. You know, I'm saying this stuff, and hey, I'm doing this. I'm working hard. I'm trying to help these people, and this and that. So I don't always get to come into church, and this and that. I mean, I had this big long confession. The priest, who's 90 years old or so, and he says to me, he's like, he's like, right, you, you got to stop worrying about all this stuff. You can't save others. You can't even save yourself. Mm. You know what wow. you should be doing is seeking mercy, not seeking to. Mm. You know, you, it, it can be a disorientation to always trying to be doing everything for others because you're you can't do everything for them you can't even save yourself let alone them quit trying mm. you know yeah, oh, martha yeah oh my god save us you know in your mercy right that's the only place salvation comes from you can't earn it it's not earned it ain't earned right salvation save us in your mercy salvation yeah. comes yeah through mercy yeah so that's a pretty good one yeah out of the divine mercy bible and i love that you know that's one of the things that i struggle with a lot is shutting myself off from god because i'm like god dude you don't got to trouble yourself with me i'm 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 strong i can handle it go yeah. take care of someone else who's weak yeah i'm not weak don't waste your time on me no that's cool like hey man i got enough go go yeah. you know, go work on somebody who's poor and broken i'm cool i'm good i'm strong i can handle it myself i can save myself mm. i can't you know, and I, and the more that I, that's one of the biggest spiritual struggles that I have is kind of like a, a deference saying, well, you know, God, instead of you doing, using your grace, I'm using it on Howard. That dude needs it, right? He's a rock, right? Or whatever, you know? He's got a big old ugly beard. Yeah. Hey, I love your beard, Howard. It's, it's one of the most wonderful. majestic yeah. things I've ever seen in my life. So that's, that's what that what verse. I what these guys are talking. It's beard envy. That's what that verse uh, makes me think of. That's a beautiful reflection. And also just I love how, you know, when I'm listening, it's like, where are we? Where is this going? This is going, yeah. And it's like it finishes with like a plea for God's mercy out of that place. It's just awesome. Do you want to use the mercy? Yeah, use it. Me? Yeah, sure. Wait, oh, wait a second. Okay, yeah, use your, and then the next round where you use the word on fire Bible. Or do you want me to go like that? Or no, yeah, you're going to do that and then we're going to say I'll scroll. Okay. I'll I'll scroll. You say stop and then you pick. Father Tetlow, save me. <laughs> no, no, hold on. Oh, yeah, you, stop it! All right. Okay. I got another start of a chapter. Yeah. Isaiah. Isaiah. Oh. From Egypt is futile. Okay. Woe to those who go down to Egypt for help and rely on horses, who trust in chariots because they are many and in horsemen because they are very strong. But do not look to the Holy One of Israel or yes. consult the Lord. Mm -hmm. Woe to you. And yet he is wise and brings disaster. He does not call back his words, but will arise against the house of the evildoers and against the helpers of those who work inequity. The Egyptians are men and not God, and their horses are flesh and not spirit. When the Lord stretches out his hand, the helper will stumble. And he who is helped will fall, and they will all perish together. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is like, uh, I don't know. It's kind of interesting that in Israel, in uh, Isaiah, he's referring to this. It's in some sort of bracketed thing that might be... 
Well, I mean, the Egyptians at the time were the mega super army. That's like oh, yeah. that's like the American army now. Like everyone yeah, they, was afraid they of They relied on that. Yeah. And the nation of Israel, relying on the Lord, obviously brought them out, established their kingdom, right? Established their nation. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this kind of just points to that. And, you know, I kind of look at it in my own life. You know, a lot of times you'll go and you'll find something you're strong at. Kind of like what you were just yeah. saying. You find something that you perceive to be something you're strong at. And it ends up unraveling on you at some at some point in time. I think that's why it's hard for rich people to go to heaven because it's like going through an eye of a needle, a camel going through an eye of a needle. It's because they're, the distraction of dependence on God is from dependence on God is constantly present in the fact that they can serve themselves, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but in this particular case, it's like, yeah, you're, you're always looking at reliance on where I, I kind of turn to myself and say, where am I relying on my own strength, mm -hmm. my own uh, help for myself and not relying on the Lord? Because if you're, if you do rely on the Lord, great, greater, greater than great things happen. You know. Yeah, Lord will give you better than Egyptian horses. Yeah. There's yeah. better things than that. Much better horses. Yeah. <laughs> He'll give you those good that ones that cool. win the derbies. Now, before I get to go for the last Bible verse, mm -hmm. not just for me, but for all of us on the show today, we want to invite you all to one of the most epic pilgrimages that you will ever be a part of in your life. And I feel this at the level of my gut and my heart and my soul this next pilgrimage that we're going on, we're going to the Holy Land, to the fifth gospel, where the Holy Land, Terra Sancta, speaks. And when we visited these holy places, um, you know, it is life-changing. And you will never read the scriptures the same again. Yeah. And it's eye-opening for sure. And, you know, the benefits that you draw and the rewards that you draw from participating in this journey is, uh, is something that's... You know, you'll never forget. Eternal. Yeah. yeah. So this January 2024, the 10th to the 20th, we are going to the Holy Land. And we are visiting all of the most sacred sites in the Holy Land associated with the life of Christ and the Holy Family. Uh, we're going to be going to um, Nazareth, you know, the place where our Lord uh, grew up and to where the Church of the Annunciation is. We're going to be going to... Uh, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, where the holy, the tomb was and where the resurrection happened. Cana. We're going to Cana. Magdala. Magdala is an archaeological dig yeah. that's very recent where they discovered one of the oldest remnants of a Jewish synagogue, mm -hmm. one that Jesus very well uh, was in attendance. At. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're going to the Sea of Galilee. We're going to uh, the Jordan River, the Dead Sea. We're going to the Church of the Transfiguration. Mount we're going all of is my favorite. We're going mm -hmm. to Bethlehem, the Church of the Nativity, the site where Jesus Christ was born in the stable, where the silver star marks the spot. Uh, you said the Mount of Olives, uh, which is awesome. We're going to be yeah. doing the the Via Della Rosa. We're going to be walking along the path Christ walked, carrying the cross. Um, we're going to be doing all of this together in pilgrimage, and you know we've done a pilgrimage now to uh, Fatima. We did one to Our Lady of Guadalupe, and I think we've just We've kind of established uh, that I think we have maybe some of the best pilgrimages around. We have a lot of fun. We're working with Select International, who puts top-notch places. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. They're amazing. Safe, organized, great accommodations, great food, expertly run, comfortable, all the resources you need, and really affordable, too. So this will absolutely sell out. 
100%, this one's going to be completely full. So if you want to go with us to the Holy Land, January 10th to the 20th, 2024, go to catholictalkshow.com forward slash Holy Land and put your reservation in now because this one is a trip of a lifetime. And with all of our listeners listening to it, this one's going to sell out and we want you to join us. I'm very excited about this one too, because we'll be going simultaneously when Bishop Polmeyer is going to be, yeah. be there and be we'll be cool. able to have mass with him in the Holy Land. How cool to be able to have a liturgy with a bishop. And one of the cool things about this pilgrimage is that a portion of every, you know, of all of the, um, proceeds generated is supporting Christians in the Holy Land, yeah. right? People who have been living there since, you know, time immemorial who are constantly being pushed out of the land. That's one thing I love about our pilgrimages, yeah. like, you know, supporting Chalco and the mission of, you know, Father Dan Leary and following in succession, succession with Venerable Aloysius Schwartz and reaching mm -hmm. out to the most impoverished communities. And to be able to have this as a charitable initiative too is really a, a nice uh, outlet yeah. and outreach. Yeah, this helps to fund an orphanage, uh, a school, medicine and care for the old and the disabled, and micro grants to Christian businesses in Nazareth, Bethlehem, and Jerusalem to ensure that Christians continue to have a presence in these holy, holy cities of Christianity. Mm -hmm. So again, catholictalkshow.com forward slash holy land to register. We really want to join, uh, you know, want you to join us on this trip. And now here it is. Okay, the last one. Ready, go. Okay. In Brian. Stop. Hold on, hold on, I wasn't stop. Hold on, I didn't even <laughs> flip you, you you're telling stop. me to stop. Stop. Okay. Romans, baby. Come on. Romans. I love Romans. 16. Romans 16. Okay, personal greetings. I commend to you our sister, Phoebe, a deaconess of the church, that you may receive her in the Lord as befits the saints and help her in whatever she may require from you. For she has been a helper of many and of myself as well. Greet Priscia and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus, who risked their necks for my life, to whom not only I, but also all the churches of the Gentiles give thanks. Greet also the church in their house. <laughs> you know, what What this, you know, greet Mary, greet Andriacus. <laughs> you know, like this is, you guys, you know, saying before, it's like the holy women of our, <laughs> of our parish and how much work gets done by uh. these women. It's like, I'm just, I'm so blessed. Like they put out their necks, you know, constantly yeah. and they're, and they're doing it right now because they're priming work that I need to do right after this shoot. And, um, you know, I, and I'm already 15 minutes late <laughs> for, for that appointment, but they, they're just so merciful and I'm so grateful for them. You know, we, we have to help each other and. To our patrons out there, this is a great way to say thank you for sticking your necks out on the line and helping us financially. Each week in the show, we're hitting new markets and, yeah. and hitting new levels of success. And it's just been amazing to see the church, uh, you know, the, this effort of developing church ministry and new evangelization online in the digital continent. Uh, this is one of many ways, along with our partners, Hallow, yeah. you know, and so many other efforts that are happening online. And it's exciting to see the church flourish in this manner. And it's done by your support. So if you're out there and you want to become a financial supporter of the show and rock some awesome gear that we're going to send your way, go to catholictalkshow.com forward slash Patreon. You'll see every way that you could support us in all of our tiers. And we thank you for your generosity. And before we go our separate ways, let us continue to re be reunited in the word of God. And we look forward to seeing all of those comments That's right. in the section below. So go to your, your Bible. Go to your Bible, point at it, 
Put your verse in the comments below, either in the live stream comments or in the comments on this video, and tell us what you got out of it. So we want to challenge every one of you. Go to your Bible. Uh, point That'll at be it, fun. That'll put be fun. your verse in and tell us what you thought. And, and the community loves, you know, like I love seeing that community yeah. feed, seeing and all we'll the comments. And we'll read all of them. I will it's read just, every single it's, one. It's, it's a blessing. It's yeah. a blessing and I love it. And the word definitely unites us. And we hope that you have a beautiful week and God bless you all and we'll see you next week.